And we are on, boys and girls. Hello, Jacob. How are you? How are you, beautiful creature? Dude, why are these intros always so weird? I don't... <laughs> I, you I'm have no fine. Idea. You have no idea. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. We are blessed with our presence. Um, oh, my favorite in- ginger friend. Exactly. Mateo. What's up, guys? The beautiful man. <laughs> Thank you. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've only offended one other person that I know that's ginger, so I'm sorry, Eddie. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> he totals his ginger friends by I'm a number sorry. of two. Oops. Yeah. There we go. Is that a, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Have more diversity in your friendships. I'm sorry. Uh, it seems like you're very selective. Are you canceling way. me right now? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. I'm sorry. How you doing, Mateo? What's good? What's popping? How's life going? Oh, life's pretty good. Man. Three separate questions. It's uh, it's pretty pretty relaxing at the moment because I'm in between projects at the moment. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of nice having the ability to just sometimes be, you know, chill, and then other times, you know, go 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 get get things done. Kind of like have deadlines and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, right. How? It's chill. How was it? How was it finally to graduate? We graduated at the same time. Dude, we had a really cute picture together. That whole together. ceremony, I didn't even want to be there. I, I was, I, <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, so boring, man. Like, I don't care. It's the most yeah. overrated piece of that paper. That seems to be the common trend amongst all my friends. Because, like, when we were there, it was like, yeah, yo, let's just get out of this. Even the people I was sitting beside were like, yo, let's get this over with. And then I went to this guy's grad. I went to Jacob's grad. And the same, Jacob was the whole time. He's like, dude, I'm just hungry. Get me out of here right now right, yeah i, I, I was dead ass hungry it was a hot day it was like a, a 35 degree day uh getting out of that place we had to trek over to the business school and try to get our, our but you our, were just like actually pledge. like hungry the entire time. i was just i was just hungry the whole time though like it was pretty yeah so i guess the the general trend of graduating is you're either really wanting to just really leave or you're just really hungry pretty, according to my pretty, really scientific analysis pretty much i was falling asleep when they were uh, <laughs> when they're doing all of the introductions, uh, like, oh, how can we have this speaker come up? And then they say they're, they're, you know, sanctimonious crap. And then the next person would come up. And by like the third or fourth person, I was like actually starting to doze off. And it was, it was getting even more worse um, as time went on because I also then started getting hungry as well. So I, I start off super mm. tired, and then yes. and then later on I got super hungry, and then I just kind of flip flop like back and forth between those two states, and I was just like, God, can you just <laughs> end me, dude? Just get this over with. This is horrible. Get me out of this place. Please. Yeah, that's what I texted you as well. I'm like, I'm sitting there. It's in oh, ten yeah. minutes. It's like this speaker. This uh, needs to spe- just stop. Talking. She just needs to stop. Just turn around, get your award, walk off, honorary degree. Cool. Hippity hoppity, get off my stage. And, like, get my piece of paper and let me get off. That's basically what I wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. It's very interesting. Literally, yeah. And uh, I had to I had to take off half a day, uh, like, like for P- right. like PTO, yeah. right? Like, part-time, pay time off, right? And so I was already annoyed at that because I'm like, damn, dude, I only get, like, <laughs> 17 days a year. And I just wasted half the day on Seven- this freaking ceremony, man. 17 days a year, is it? Uh, is it, like prorated to that amount of days you have to the remaining of the year like you don't have 17 days all right now right because you came uh, you joined your your organization later on you accrue days as time goes on um but 
Like, do you have access to the all seventeen? If, if you said if, I want to be out of here, yeah. Well, like, if 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 I really really wanted to, I could, but it's just not advised to mm. because in the event that I have to take time off or if I want to, I'm screwed then because I can't really can't really do that per se, at least not normally. Uh, Great. Now that we've talked about PTO time, can we talk? Can we do an introduction as to what he does? Yeah, Nobody yeah, that's, that's a good point. Good oh, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who is this guy? All they know he's yeah, he's Mateo, he's, uh, he's a beautiful voice. He, he knows he's a beautiful man based off how we're describing him, and that <laughs> now he is ginger as well, and he graduated. That's all people know. Take it away, sir. Yeah. So I'm an associate software developer for a company called Conrad Group, um, which is essentially like a dig- digital digital solutions company where we do. Pretty much, we do everything from consulting design to the actual development of of anything clients want. Really, uh, it could be like proof of concepts. It could be you know full fledged systems, just whatever they want, right? Um, so yeah, I'm just a developer at heart. But uh, I don't know. I uh, like Amir said before we started the podcast. Uh, I've talked about my story many a time, but. Uh, never, I think, fully fledged out, uh, and I think there's a lot that happened from where I am today uh, and where I started, uh, and it was not. You could, it was not. Uh, it was not a what's called seamless experience, to say, like most people uh, have. Right. Because mm. when I met you, bro, I thought this guy had his like stuff together, bro. Like on God, I re- I remember this moment. We were we were I was sitting at like one table in like one of our like cafeteria things. You were with somebody else, I think, and we were studying for a discrete math exam. Yeah, discrete. It was uh, discrete. yeah. If so, no talking. You can't look. No pencils. No, no not no, 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 no. It was. No. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. Yeah. No, it's like discrete. It's like math yeah. that just shouldn't exist. So we. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I remember, like, I was sitting at the table, and I remember, like, Mateo was... I think you were you were definitely walking around talking about it or something like that. Uh, oh, or no, wait, didn't you come to ask me a question? I don't remember how this so, went. I so, feel like uh, so what happened was we were in uh, we were in the market or whatever, uh, Brock's, like, food court. Cafeteria, cafeteria thing, right? yeah. And you were sitting just by one of the tables by the stairs that leads up into... Um, thistle or whatever, right? And uh, you were with, I think you were with, uh, who were you with? I feel like I was, oh. Um, what's, what's his name? Um, God, it's been a long with time. With Mike? Or... No, it wasn't Mike. It was. Um, oh. Reed? No, no I don't it know. might have been Reed. It was Reed or, uh, I forget his name. Whatever, somebody. Someone else, right? And I was with, I was with uh, Ethan, uh, who you, you don't know, but. I think I just turned to you and I saw you guys were just cramming and we were cramming. I'm like, do you guys have like, you know, cost one P six, seven discrete mathematics, like exams in? You're like, yeah. And we're like, how are you feeling? And we're, we're both collectively like, we're fucked pretty much. Right. Like it was, yeah, we're just bonded. like, Oh, if we're going to die, we're going to die. All bonded over a, a mutual the understanding of Im- imminent doom. Yeah. Like it was accepted. Yeah. yeah it was accepted. We, we had all accepted yeah, it. Yeah. And it was, it was definitely brutal. I think I learned that course in particular. I actually remember, uh, I learned that entire course within, I think it was either three or four days. 
to be fair you did that with every class this guy no. literally would not pay attention for the whole no 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 you can't even you can't argue you can't argue this this guy would message me like four days before a course was over and he's like dude so what exactly did we learn and i'm like are you serious this one in particular though was uh probably the first course where i actually crammed everything in like not effectively but semi-effectively within like three or four days um right most of the time i either get lucky because uh the course is easier or i just ended up failing i had thankfully it never happened when i went to brock that happened quite a lot when i went to mcmaster which i'll explain a little later uh but yeah that course i somehow crammed it all within like three or four days uh and i just used like the pomodoro technique it just set like an interval went through each of the chapter did all the did all the i actually did all of the practice questions that he assigned he assigned like practice questions uh per chapter like the professor did and i went through it i did pretty much every single one uh damn and uh yeah that was that was pretty crazy that was an insane but insane yeah course. but yeah like at that moment when you had like come over like when we had all figured out that we were like done together i think we did like we did we must have done a few it's like a little bit more studying but then i remember i, I distinctly remember going for a walk <laughs> before this exam and at this moment is when i learned me and Mateo would be friends. He gave us a speech. He gave us a speech about how, how I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it justice, but he gave us a speech about Tell how so, you could be writing this exam or do you want to say I'll, it? Do you, do you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'll explain it. So I think it was it was you know remember Schwet was that his name? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, it yeah. was it was it was he was freaking out uh, at the time. I mean, we were all kind of in kind of some disarray at that time. Uh, like it was about twenty or thirty minutes just before the exam. And we're walking just outside the, the gymnasium where it was going to happen. And Schwett was just freaking out more than everyone else. And uh, at the time, uh, I, f- I found kind of like a mantra a couple years ago that really worked well for me when I was in situations where I did everything I could, but I didn't really have any control until it really happened. And my, my mantra basically was, uh, it, ju- it basically came down to, uh, you could be you could be dead right now, and the it sounds insane. <laughs> what? No, 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 it sounds insane. It does sound kind of crazy, but the idea was that um, there's things that are much worse that you could pretty much pretty much summarize to you could be dead right now, and that's much worse fate than you know doing some exam. Uh, and I can just imagine okay. you like you guys just walking in the hallway. Mateo, one of the one of the guys goes like, "Oh my god, I'm fucking gonna fail. I'm gonna fail, man. My life is going down the fucking drain." Mateo goes, "Or he could be dead." Could no, that's dead. exactly how yes, it went. That was, like, <laughs> yeah, that was the perfect. That's literally <laughs> how it happened. And um, it was. Uh, I mean, for myself, I think it was sometime around my days at McMaster, which again, uh, I'll explain it a little bit. But essentially, I went to Big Mac originally for my first two years of university, and uh, at that time. Uh, I had a lot of anxiety because I didn't study. Like, I didn't even go to class. I did, it was even worse than I was at Brock. And Amir knows fully well how bad I was, right? I take that and you make no it comments. even worse uh, of a student at, at McMaster. And there was a time where I was freaking out and somehow I just came across this kind of idea. Just had just an epiphany one day. Where I was like, well, I just could be dead. And then after that, things got a little bit easier <laughs> because instead of, instead, of, oh instead of worrying about what's happening, kind of like... <laughs> in the moment i was just like could kind of take a step back and really think about you know like the pros and cons of what's happening it's like 
I'm still alive. I have my health. I have, you know, for the most part, my wealth. Like, I'm, I'm okay, right? Like, as long as, no matter what happens at the end of the day, I'll still be alive. I'll still be able to experience things, enjoy life. Yeah, it's, it, it's just an example. Like, yeah. it's like, there's much worse things that can happen. Like, you, yeah. So, like, I mean, I under, like, it made a lot of sense when I thought about it. I just, after. I just can't think about, like, me going through, like, an existential life crisis while outside of the examination door and thinking to myself, what is the meaning of life? Why am I here? Why am I alive? <laughs> am I going to be alive later on? Why am I still here? Well, and, <laughs> and then, like, next thing you know, you're thinking, you You definitely have to think of it in, in the opposite vein. Like, you're thinking of it as I will be de- I could be dead soon, but instead you have to think of it as I am not dead right now. And that kind of mm. gives you a, a, some type of relief. And it might not be, you know, it's not going to give you relief indefinitely. It's just kind of meant to help you, you know, for those two, three hours. For those two, three hours. And yeah. then you can go back to your and sadness routine. You just keep top, talking to yourself. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm still like alive. I'm okay. still alive. Yeah. I'm still alive. The only other thing I, I, I think a lot of people probably should do more is remind themselves that they can do it. Uh, a lot of like positive self-talk. People do a lot of negative self-talk and they don't do enough positive self-talk. Uh, some mm. simple things like, uh, you know, I can do this or even things that are, you know, uh, I, I, would, I guess it's still positive, but kind of neutral to kind of diffuse situations like uh, all good. That's something uh, I would say a lot uh, is like, it's all good. Like if something bad happens or something annoys me, it's all good. Kind of water off the back, right? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty pertainable to like a lot of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying like to yourself, like calm down, you prepared for this. Or like my favorite one is you chose to do this. Like you chose to put yourself in this position. Uh, see, I, I, um. I, 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 uh, see, I, I, I can see. Okay, I was like, yo, man, I was, I wasn't here for it. I, I, I can, I can see how that could help some people, but uh, for myself, there's a lot of things where I'm doing it, or I used to do it because I was appeasing someone else, either my parents or just my idea of what I want to be or whatever, mm-hmm. basically. But uh, I, I feel like if I was to have said that to myself that would just make me become annoyed at myself for choosing it. Instead of being like doubling down mm. and, and buckling in, I would instead do the opposite and be like, why the hell did I, why the hell did I do this? Right. Uh, yeah. Mm. But I can see how that does help. If you, if you, if you willingly chose to go down the path you are on, I can see that helping because you're like, you're writing yourself. Yeah. Okay. Stay on task, you know, do do what you were, yeah. you know, chose you do what you want to do in the end. It might not be easier now, but do it like, your heart wants at the end uh but again like i don't my heart doesn't speak for me in that in that, in that mind in my heart goes my brain or whatever goes yes yeah, screw this let's go sit and you know eat oreos and watch <laughs> and watch you know youtube for three four hours or whatever right like so i can't do that personally um hmm. but I, I, I could definitely see how that can help yeah i mean like it it depends like you said like if you're if it's something that you're not doing for you, well, then, I mean, if you have that realization, you can reevaluate that. I mean, that's a whole nother issue that we don't have to talk about. But if that's what you're thinking in certain moments, you got to take a step back and look at it from an outside perspective. I just, um, you know, I think it's like if you willingly put yourself in a position, um, sometimes all you can think of is just putting one foot in front of the other and just try to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I can however, when you're, you know, when you're when you're in a position where you're like, fuck like i don't know shit i'm gonna fail um 
you know, thinking big picture. Yeah, I'm still alive. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, uh, honestly, I yeah. employed your advice towards the last it's little good. bit. Like, the last little bit, like, I like I still tried. But then when I got to – I don't think I've been less nervous for an exam ever until, like, I did, like, my last, like, two or three ones. Where I was just, like, outside, you know, just, like, chilling. I'm like, all right, yo, like, I'm I'm ready for this. I, I get what I get. And you don't get upset, you know? <laughs> like, you know, it is what yeah. it is. That is what Dude, it is. Dude, near the end was, was scary for me. But funny enough, as, as time went on, I got better at doing exams preparing without actually having to, pre- pre- like, prepare as much. Uh, and, right. and so I'd go into exams, like – not even like caring that much, but then doing better than I would previous years for whatever reason. And I think it's just because either I paid attention or did more work during the year, or I just got better doing exams. And I think it actually, it really came down to understanding how uh, professors uh, like to like uh, test or, or do right. exams, uh, which was huge. Understanding like, hey, how did this, this professor likes to do, uh, you know, these types of short answers, or I know that this is the kind of thing that they want to actually test on this kind of material. Knowing that and actually under like kind of uh, reverse engineering that really helped a lot. I feel like I was, right. it became like a skill. Like you kind of look at a problem and be like, okay, so this is how this is going to go. So I just need to be prepared for that. And as long as you mm-hmm. take care play of the person, way, don't play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Harvey yeah. Specter. Harvey Specter. Good Suits. old suit. <laughs> good show yeah it was a good show it is a good show um well okay so so let's get to what i wanted to hear so during school for context during school a lot of the time every time me or one of the boys was down mateo was always there with the motivational words Mm. this guy was like the hype man okay he'd be like look man so first it started off with you could be dead and then it started off with more advice that was specific to that. the issues that we were oh. having. But I think that just because, Mateo, you have these experiences from before I met you, like before Brock, like I don't really know anything about that. But I know that that had a pretty big influence as to how you dealt with school after that. Yeah. So if you don't mind talking about like where where it started. Cause where I learned those, where like I learned those, how, those, those quote unquote skills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can definitely go through that. Um, so for context, I, uh, I, before I went to Brock for computer science in 2018 fall, like before I transferred, I went to McMaster, started fall 2015 for uh, engineering. And McMaster has a program for engineering where it's a general first year where you get, you know, a bunch of courses like Calc 1, Calc 2, uh, Physics 1, Physics 2, which is like... Uh, yeah, and then um, linear algebra and a bunch of other basically first-year engineering courses that you have to do. That can be applied to, like, anything. And, yeah, and then from there, depending on your your, your overall average, um, you hopefully can get into the engineering discipline that you wanted to. Um, for me, uh, I mean, the one I wanted to get into, and I did air quotes there because I didn't really care about what I was yeah. doing at the time, but the one I wanted to get into was software engineering. Hmm. Um, and so... Uh, first year, first semester, uh, I definitely, I realized pretty quickly that I did not want to be in school at all. I just didn't enjoy any of this at all. I didn't like anything that was going on. Uh, and I was very kind of stubborn with how university operated, 
how things were taught, how we were tested, basically just in general how university or academia was for undergrads, right? Uh, kind of jaded right. in how it's like, man, I prefer if it was still like high school because uh, I really preferred the, t- the teaching or the way of like kind of like constant testing like every other week you'd have like a test in high school uh for most things yeah instead of just being instead of inst- left to- yeah instead of exactly right and so and also i think uh i didn't get that you know you, you kind of have to game the system in university uh less so than you do in like high school so anyways um getting back to first semester i barely squeaked by in like a bunch of my courses. I passed all of them, thankfully. Um, but that's also where I kind of built really, really bad habits early on. Um, and for context of how bad I really did, I think I had like a 61 or 62 average, like a C minus. Or, and the only reason I had even like a mm-hmm. decently decent average in comparison to like having D's, like 50s, was because there was a couple classes where I got like 70s, right? Which kind of bumped you up because you only have so many uh, grades at the moment. Um, and one of the courses, the physics one, I ended up getting like a, overall in the course, a 50.1945. So I literally... It was very specific. Very, yeah, I still remember because... That was clearly very traumatizing. Oh, no, because I... I, I, I every decimal point. I was, I was proud at the time. I still am. That was actually crazy. I was like, damn. I literally, <laughs> I literally passed like the course with like... Like barely, like one four nine. Yeah, one point one nine four five. Right, like like the fact even went that precise was hilarious. But I was like, holy shit, this is crazy, right? Um, but yeah, no, that that entire time, first semester, I built really bad habits. So come second semester, I uh, ended up uh, failing three courses. It was calc two, uh, linear algebra, and the second physics, uh, and. <laughs> Again, I was still very, very indifferent about university. I was kind of depressed because I didn't really like anything I was doing, right? When you're constantly involved yeah. in something that you dread, you're you're going to do really poorly, right? And it's going to affect other areas in your life because it's like every time you want to do something else or you're doing something else, you're thinking in your back of mind, oh, I should be studying instead. So it kind of becomes right. this constant, you know, depressive cycle where you, you, every time you try to do something, you're reminded of doing that. You're reminded to do that one thing because you should. But then when you do that one thing, you absolutely fucking hate it. So it's you're mm-hmm. you're just you're hating every moment of your life essentially. Um, so, anyways, I ended up doing summer school, uh, and I passed Linalg, and then Calc uh, two and Physics were the second portion. So in linear algebra was the first portion of the spring semester, and I passed that, and then. Second portion, uh, summer uh, semester was physics and calc two, and I failed those. And the reason I failed those, obviously, besides the fact that I didn't want to do anything, uh, a big you know time sink for me too was Pokemon Go just came out. It was summer, <laughs> so, summer of twenty sixteen. Yeah, summer of twenty sixteen. Pokemon Go had just come out, and uh, and I was like playing every steps like every day. I was there. I'd play right, trying to catch Dragonite. Yeah, well. And the worst part is there was a, a specific uh, spot by the engineering facilities where there was, like, these rocks you could sit on that had, like, three or four of those, like, uh, I don't even know what the fuck they're called now. But they, you basically, like, they refresh every, like, ten minutes or so, and you can, like, hit them for, like, potions and pokeballs and stuff like that. Right. It's a good spot. It's a really, it's a good spot. really good spot, right? 
He sat there. He camped. There. Yeah. He camped so there. I camped there a lot. And again, I didn't, didn't, didn't like really listen during lectures. Didn't do any homework. Again, I didn't do really anything. Right. Um, I, I just went through the motions and, and then I failed those two courses. And so then I was put in a position and at the time, I still haven't told my parents this and I probably never will. But at the time, um, <laughs> I uh, like was very, I wouldn't lie, but I would always wait as long as possible to tell them my grades because I was really worried about right. what they would say, right? So I waited as long as possible to tell them how I did in that. Told them I failed and then my, my dad gave me an ultimatum at the time, he's like, either you switch into computer science, which I don't even know if I could at the time, but you switch into computer science or you spend another basically first year almost, because uh, you couldn't really do any second year courses, first year almost bringing up your grades. And so in my mind, I'm like, at the time, I'm like, well, both, and this also played a huge role in it, but both my brothers uh, were engineering students. One had already graduated and the other one was basically almost finished, right? So in my mind, I'm like, I can't be the only brother who doesn't do engineering. And at the time, I, or now I think about it, I'm like, I, who gives a shit? I really don't care, right? But at, <laughs> at that time, I was like, man, this is everything. I really, really, right, really right. need to, you know, continue on in engineering. So I did a full year. Again, uh, did pretty well the first semester. did courses that could bring up my marks. And then second semester was, again, I started kind of falling back into my habits of not really doing too much. Uh, and so come time, uh, I... I, you know, start shitting the bed again. But somehow, someway, I have no clue how, um, I end up passing the two courses I failed, you know, twice before. Somehow. Mm-hmm. I have no clue how I did it. Like, I'll be honest, I look back on it, I'm like, how the hell did I, how the hell did I pass these? Like, there's, there's no reason why or how, because like, I didn't, you know, it's not like I did well in them. I think I ended up getting like a D minus or a D in each of them. But somehow I passed right. them. Um, the thing is, I didn't immediately, again, I didn't immediately tell my parents those marks because I knew myself yeah. that I didn't have a high enough average to get into the engineering discipline that I wanted to. It ended up being the only ones mm-hmm. I could get into were like EngPhys, Materials Engineering, and there was maybe one other one. And I didn't want to do any of those at all. Like I was, I fucking hate my life. I did those, right? <laughs> so yeah. I got my marks probably, you know, start of May sometime like we normally do. Uh, and yeah. I didn't tell my parents until... August and I kept blaming it on McMaster Damn. for this is horrible. I look back, this is probably the dumbest. Yeah, I mean, we've all been there. No yeah, no. so I, I was like, it's always this. Course. I was like, I was like, McMaster hasn't given me my grades back, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, whatever, right? Uh, until August, and yeah. it basically because I was trying to push it back to the point where I could, you know, I would be forced to like drop out because I didn't want to do keep doing schooling. I needed like a year off. I I I, I kind of said it to myself that I'm like, I need a year off, but. Uh, when I told my dad, but I was pissed. He did not want to talk to me. He's like, well, he's like, I don't want to talk to you at all. I'm fucking mad. You got to figure something out about it. And he's like, I, he's like, right. but it was kind of end up being where you need to f- either you need to figure out what you're going to do. And basically means like you have to finish schooling, but you have to do it in a good way. And so my only thing was like, I didn't want to go to Mac anymore. I didn't like Mac, whatever. I wanted a complete change. So I started looking at universities to transfer to. And the thing is, the only one I could really transfer to that was even slightly co- close was Brock, and they had the co-op program. And right. and so, and I couldn't transfer in at the time in the falls, and they only did it every year. So I tried to transfer in for the following year, and by this time it was September 2017 when I was trying to transfer. So I had a whole year uh-huh. right to basically spend doing whatever. 
Uh, right. And so in that in that year or whatever, I basically just worked odd jobs through like a temp agency, and really kind of try to focus on like getting back into, you know, you know, kind of a grind. State. Yeah, grind state, kind of repairing certain, you know, like a certain relationship, like re- basically the relationship I had with academia. You know, try to understand why I was the way I was. But you can only do so much if you're not actually in that environment, right? So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Though, fast forward though, that year, it was kind of a, a you know good break. Kind of fucked around a little bit, hung out with friends a lot. Basically, just you know, just worked. Made like minimum wage, probably fourteen or fifteen at the time. Uh, and uh, and then come falls when I, you know, moved in and started going to Brock. And the funniest part was uh, with with Brock. My degree at the time. Uh, said three year degree with co op, and when I went to the to like the office one time, the co op office because I had a question sometimes second year or first year, uh, they basically right. the chick said to me, whoever was helping me, one of the co op ladies, she's like, "This degree is weird." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "This doesn't make any sense. Like, this doesn't exist. <laughs> we can't offer this." Yeah, well, it basically I was kind of shook because she's like, "This is there's no there's no <laughs> third year degree with co-op." You can't transfer. She's like, "Bro, you you broke the system." Yeah, she's and I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Well, there's no there's no third year degree or three year degree with co-op." And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, "Oh my god, am I gonna get like kicked out of of, of co-op or am I gonna get kicked out of computer science or whatever?" Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, I'll just change to four year." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> oh like, my god! I was like, Jesus. "Just slaps on another year casual, another ten G's down the drain." <laughs> yeah, yep. casual. But I, I casual. But I think I think partially I was able to transfer into, and that's another thing too is a lot of people when they transfer. Uh, the reason I brought this up is when they transfer to Brock, at least, uh, it's really hard to transfer into co-op if your grades are really bad. And my grades were like right. I had like a sixty-five or something, maybe like or sixty-four uh-huh. average overall. And uh, I was talking to other people who had like better averages than me and that transferred in, and they, they couldn't even get into co-op. So somehow I think I, I had like a glitch in the system where I was able to sneak through somehow at some time for whatever reason. Maybe because I was one of the early. Because you had that three year. Well, maybe maybe it was because I was. She duped you with the three year. No, it could have. It literally could have been because I was transferring after, like, just after the cutoff for the fall. That maybe there, I yeah. just happened to. Maybe they were doing some fix. They were fixing something, and I just so happened to get in on a whim. Like there was some. You got a blessing in disguise. Literally a blessing in disguise. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. Uh, looking at it at the time, I was you know freaking out because you know I potentially thought I was going to be you know kicked out or whatever. But then looking out. looking yeah. at it now, I'm like holy shit! I probably I literally got lucky somehow, some way. Uh, there's a glitch in the system, and I just you know I sneaked through. But um, nice. But yeah, no. Uh, anyways, so then I started my first year again. Still pretty shitty habits. I studied a bit more, but I didn't really have to do that much because all the first semester courses are really easy. Like you right. have like easiest courses ever, even if you haven't done computer science or any programming before. Uh, and yeah. come the next semester is when my habits started to kick in again. And that's when, you know, that, that was just before I met you, but the, say for that course, <laughs> we are talking about one P six, seven, uh, for the midterm, I got like a 40 on it or a 50 or something on it. And right. that was worth like what forty percent of our mark, right? So, yeah. so right there, forty yep. percent of my mark. You know, twenty percent of that, or you know, fifty percent of that, which is twenty overall grade points, was just down the drain at least, right? And so, 
and that was a huge demotivator for me at the time. So I didn't do any work after that. I didn't go to class, didn't, you know, study, whatever. Yeah, it's like, is this even worth it? Yeah, but yeah, it's, like, it's already and, over. And, it's over it's before it even began. And, and the worst part is, is that all the solutions for the homework, which was only worth 10%, were on Slater. At the time, there was the, the Slater, yes. which had all the solutions. So you could just copy and paste those uh, or write them down, rather, because we had to hand in physical copies. And so I got my easy 10% there, had 20 there or whatever. So I think I had like either out of the 50 allotted points that were available before the 50% exam, uh, I probably had like a 25 or 30 of those. So I was missing 25 or 30 marks overall, right? And so I'm thinking to myself like, man, I really can't afford to fail this. And that's when I started. That's when I got the idea to cram basically all the course within three or four days. And that's when I met him here. Yeah, just can't can't let yourself do that again. No, I was literally like, I can't, I can't, I can't get that. I can't go to the instant I fail one. It just it'll because I was still vulnerable at the time. Like I still had a very weak mental in terms of school. Uh, I was better right. in, the, in the regard that I had experience with how it felt, and I knew how to kind of like deal with it. But I was still shitting bricks at the time uh, because again, I, I I was in that situation before, and I know the circumstances, or I know the consequences, and I know how I I would operate and so like i can't have that i can't afford this game somehow yeah, somehow yeah. somehow past that somehow past all the other courses and then come uh fall um is when i really started getting my shit kicked in because that was when i had to do five courses plus volunteering because i started doing volunteering for uh an event called datathon and then there was also the co-op course and then also had to look for a job for the winter for co-op. And all the courses we had was what? It was um, uh, data. It were, I mean, I think they were a little bit. They were definitely a little bit more difficult. They were more difficult. First semester. They, yeah, they were more difficult for sure than first year, 100%. The data structures, yeah. algorithms, you had, you know, the uh, computer architecture course. You had linear algebra. Uh, and yeah. then two electives, which I had 2P95, which was C++ and applications, and then the web development course. So all of those, like... You were, like, full full CS stack, full, bro. Like, yeah, I was, I was pretty much grinding. full CS stack, right? And uh, I remember, uh, again, I didn't really... I did not, like... I didn't really... Still had shitty habits of not going to classes, but I didn't actually make up for it for, like, doing anything outside of it. I didn't, you know, look at the textbook, didn't really do too, too much work. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, the one course in particular, the data structures and algorithms, I didn't go to any class because the class was at like 8 a.m. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking 8 a.m. class. No shot. I'm glad I never did. Screw that. But anyone listening, anyone listening, if you had an 8 a.m. class and you don't have to go to it, like literally find any way to not go and just study outside because it's just not worth we it. We do not endorse this message. It, <laughs> this is not an endorsed a, message. A, 8 a.m. Yeah. lectures are hard um, whack. Anyways. Um, so I didn't do much at all and come, um, come after the reading week, which was basically a week after, uh, Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving, which is usually the first week of October. So basically three weeks into October almost, or two weeks in, uh, I had the midterm, we had the midterm coming up for that course, data structures and algorithms. And, uh, at the time, like, I think the first two assignments, I got like a fucking 30 and a 20 on. And Damn. and I'm studying with a mirror, or not mirror. I'm studying with sorry. I was actually studying with Reet, uh, and I was like, like, I was like actually coming to my wits end, and I started like just crying when we were after we were done studying that the night before because I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm fucked. 
I'm like, I, I, I need to pass these courses. Like I, I need to do well on them. You know, it's not even, it's not even halfway through the semester really. And I'm like freaking yeah. out. Right. Uh, and I'm like, man, like I have to do well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I think, I forget who said it, but someone's like, oh, it's fine, dude. Like if you, if you, you know, don't do well in these courses or if you don't pass them, you can still do your co-op. Right. Um, and I'm like, I'm thinking about, oh, okay, that's one of the one things I need to remember. It's like, okay, even if I fail the courses, I can still do my co-op as long as I secure one, right? That was fine at all until I realized I talked to the co-op lady and she's like, yeah, that, that, that'll happen. But if you fail a course, uh, and you do have a co-op, you'll be able to do one semester. But if they ask you to do like another semester after with them, so like eight months co-op or whatever, you can't because you have to do you have you you did not complete a course that's necessary uh for co-op even though you secured a co-op you you and you you failed the course and you, you are still able to do the co-op but you can't do an extension um and i think it just right. kind of comes down to the fact that um essentially you have an obligation to the co-op company even though you didn't meet your other obligations you still have to you know, meet that one obligation, which is just a single semester. Uh, yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, fuck. And this is like... Which makes no sense. Which is weird, right? But okay. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't make much sense, especially when I... I don't know. It doesn't matter. But at the time, I'm like, I was like freaking out because um, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I, uh, the company, and I kind of brushed over that idea, but I secured a co-op with the company uh, and they were like, oh yeah, you can do four months. And if you're doing well, you can do eight months. And I wanted to do eight months because I wanted the money and I wanted the experience. Uh, and I also right. didn't say it earlier, but that was the whole reason why I went to Brock in the first place. Uh, or one of the reasons why I chose to was because of the fact that it had a co-op program. And because in my mind, I'm like, I need experience. That was the one thing I need is I need experience because that'll actually be the reason why I can do well or get a, you know, a decent job later on. Um, yeah. So, anyways, that uh, later on in that semester, uh, you know, started freaking out again, started going back to my old habits a little bit. But uh, it was near kind of the later half that uh, I was like, okay, I gotta pick it up. And honestly, I think the fact that I had REIT, REIT was probably one of the biggest motivators I had. Me and him studied for that. Shout course. out REIT. It was shout out REIT. huge oh. having REIT for that course and. Uh, like basically really honestly that course was huge um because all the other courses i studied by myself or did on my own for the most part uh web technologies the internet one uh internet course i did do with a guy named adam who helped a lot um just doing it with him was helpful but for the course i was having the most difficulties with read was like huge because we could work through right. things we could you know basically test each other and kind of keep each other accountable, right? Because we both, again, were kind of in a shitty situation where we we needed to uh, needed to do well in the exam, right? And the exam was difficult. Uh, Sheridan, the professor, she always made difficult exams. She never made exams where they were super super easy in my mind, uh, right? At least compared to other professors. Anyways, this is all this is all very tangential, but essentially it came down to life or death. And again, somehow I passed all my courses and i you made it i made it so the moral of the story is just pressure yourself with so much shit that you have no choice but this. no nah, the, the the real moral of the story <laughs> the real more the real moral story is after after that semester i i realized i'm like okay i have to i have to do if i'm not going to listen in lectures or if i'm not going to actually pay attention 
in lectures, I have to find ways to study on my own, or at least find ways I can game the system. And by game the system, it really comes down to um, how can I alleviate uh, some assignments, like make them easier. Uh, how can I have to basically figure out how do professors like to teach or examinate us? Um, because that can help reduce the amount of time for studying. Because a lot of people, they'll be given like 12 chapters to study and they'll study all those 12 chapters the exact same. In my mind, I'm like, I can't, I can't afford to do that because I, I, I'm going to be studying, you know, day or two before a lot of these times. I need to be able to pinpoint exactly what's important. So I know your limits play within them. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I, I <laughs> literally, so I focused on what was important. And a lot of times I came down to um, asking really what the professor, like what's more important. And then also asking other people, I would use, you know, my peers as, as a resource and be like, how much do you talk about this? How much do you talk about that? Whatever. Right. And then over, at least after the midterm, I could tell the way they like to examine and what's more, what they find more important. Um, and getting, getting people's lecture notes too, if you don't go is really helpful. Cause that also kind of tells you, um, what's more important because you'll see what they focus on more. And then that's like, okay, this is important. Um, right. But those are like, may- examine, examine, examine what the person says. Don't try to learn everything. Yes, exactly. What's important. And then focus on that. You gotta be sneaky about it. Yeah. No, you have to, you have to, um, but yeah, that was that was probably the biggest difference I, I found, and also just getting it done. Um, for me, it's really hard to start a lot of things because uh, I have like a very perfectionist idea of how I like to do things, and so when I started things, especially programming assignments, I have kind of like a paralysis by analysis because I wanted to do everything perfectly instead of just going. Uh, yeah tell me about yeah. it yeah bro i remember the one time okay it, mid story story time okay it was like a, it was like 8 p.m okay we get to this building where there's desks and stuff we sit down i think there was like four of four of us or five of us and we sit down and there's this assignment and we just we're all like amped up we're like yo guys we're gonna do this today it's gonna be over i don't care that it's due two weeks from now we're due well, no it's due it was due tomorrow it was due the next day wait let me re- it was due it was due in the morning and we're like dude no no guys like this is happening right now it was uh it was writing code in assembly so like oh ex- like directly was, what was, was it, you remember was this? this the recursion one or was this the, this was the second or third assignment yeah it was the recursion okay, one yeah, so yeah, i think yeah, i think was, that I was, think was the, the the third assignment and uh i remember we we met up with each other at like 7 p.m but it didn't start to like yeah we didn't start to like probably 10 or 11 and we st- no i don't know what you're saying we were all very focused okay no but no no, 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 no. We, it was se- <laughs> you were probably the only one that wasn't focused. i didn't i didn't i didn't get focused until like close to midnight and then from there midnight to like three or four we just worked we were there till like three or four in the, like in the school. Like the security guard came to us and he's like, "Dude, this building's locked." And we're like, "Yeah, okay, that's cool. Goodbye." Like we we just sat there like till like four in the morning. And at that point, me and Reed, we had figured out how to get it kind of going, and we were so hyped. We're like, "Okay, dude, this is good. We're done. Like the majority of this is done. Tomorrow morning, wake up, clean up, and then uh, and then upload, and we're done." And then Mateo's sitting there at the table. I'm napping on this random couch on the floor, and. Mateo's just like guys 
but it's not perfect. And I'm like, what do you mean, man? Like, leave me oh, alone. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like, it's I'm like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, in my mind, like, what is your problem? In my mind, I'm like, man, this isn't this isn't gonna give us uh, give us a good enough grade. And at the time, I didn't realize how lenient they were gonna be on on marking because I think a lot of people did poorly on those assignments. Um, so and and I on the previous two assignments uh, or three, I forget if that was the third or fourth assignment we're talking about. I did pretty well. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I need to do well on these ones, right? Because for whatever reason, I had like kind of a knack for that assembly language. I think I was one of the few people who was able to do those assignments and not really have too much of an issue. And so come like the fourth assignment, I'm like, man, this is just not right. Like I need this to get to work properly. In my mind, properly was Yeah, like, perfect, okay, but right? like it was four o'clock in the morning and we were like in school, bro. This was like before I could even drive on my own. Like I was like, oh, what yeah, am I doing? Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember going me and Reet went to McDonald's at four in the morning and we just sat there in the parking lot freaking stuffing our facings with like junior chickens because we're like, bro. It's all over. <laughs> like we're, we're done. Gone, yeah. Like, why is this so difficult? Dude, yeah, holy shit. So yeah, yeah. I, but then yeah, you were just like, guys, it's not perfect. And we're like, bro, shut doesn't up. Doesn't matter. You're like, shut up. Doesn't matter. Yeah, literally. No, I, man. Holy crap! I forgot about that. That was an insane time. Yeah, there were some. There were some pretty dark nights. Dark night. Very dark. Yeah. So dark nights are dark, but they're darker when you're suffering. There, there, there were definitely, man, oh my god, there was definitely nights, I think we've all been there, where we're like, we're extremely underprepared, and we have an exam, or like a midterm the next day, and we're, we start studying, and we just have that like sinking feeling, and you're just like, yeah, it's like, yo, it's like, oh my god, like this is, I'm gonna have to do this, and I just, this just sucks, like it's just, everything about this sucks, and yeah and, and and the entire time you're just you're just thinking like man i could just drop this course <laughs> like that <laughs> i could do this next year bro. It next year. it's not worth it's it it's just not worth it yeah. and i honestly I, I say to those people unless you're actually like not able to study efficiently in in like a short amount of time you you need to Suck fix your habits because i think the only reason i was able to do what i was able to do was because i'm able to memorize things pretty quickly uh, as long as I have like a, a structure to it so I can open up a textbook have like four chapters to study for a midterm and I'd be able to do that in like three hours four hours depending on how long it is because I know what to study right. I know how to go through it and whatever whereas before I didn't that's something I had to, well, that's I, something I had to I, learn in, in you know before I yeah. thought I could do that and in actuality what I was really doing was I was unnecessarily focusing on a lot of things that I could have been focusing on other things right so yeah it's a skill that you have to event you just have to develop it just comes with time it takes longer for others longer for others than you know some but um it it comes and when it comes you'll notice it too like it'll be like very like holy crap i'm not even not even worried yeah i'm not, even, yeah, I'm not even that worried right i think uh I the, stressing, bro. the easiest way i think to to work on that uh is is like I said, to focus more on what's important. And then that kind of alleviates a lot of the stress of like, I need to memorize everything. That's true. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because the sooner you know kind of what's important, the easier it is to be like, okay, I can get through this. And then all of a sudden, you kind of have this progress bar of what you've studied. And you're like, oh, I'm already done, you know, 10%. And it's only been 20 minutes. Oh, no. And I'm, and I'm done 40%. It's been an hour and a half. You know, and you start, right. you know, you start uh, filling up that progress bar. Because you know exactly yeah, yeah. what you need to study, what's important, instead of being like, well, this could be on it. And then all of a sudden that progress bar starts getting bigger and bigger. 
because you don't have a set right. amount that you need to know. So yeah, quantify, quantify it. Like, essentially. Like yeah. Put, yeah, get find what's important, do your research, and quantify it. It's, it it'll it's help. Massive. But, uh, I think this is. I didn't even know this. We're gonna. We're. This is called a pivot. Um, I didn't know this, but we were able to record today because you didn't go to soccer, bro. When the hell did you start playing soccer? Uh, I, I played soccer many years, but I, I didn't, I haven't been in the league for probably over five. And a lot of that was because of, uh, either work, uh, my co-op or previous to that, like when I was working at like Longo's, um, right. The reason why is cause I, it ought to be like, oh, I was working nights or like not nights nights but like working in in the evenings or uh i was like in st Catharines or whatever right or i just didn't want to play soccer right but but, but recently I, okay, I, wait, I, so are you- I recently I've, I've wanted to play soccer because i'm like well i have a set schedule now my buddy my buddy meeks is playing and he's he needs someone or could use someone on the team so it's like all right i'll do it right 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 that's so high. Yeah. Oh, so you're playing like full on team, like yeah, like eleven to be eleven on a full field. But dude, these people, these, oh my god, it's a so it's a beer, <laughs> it's it's a beer league, right? And uh, I'm I, I'm uh, not like amazing myself, but I'm I I if I'm with good people, I play a lot better typically because I kind of I can work. Right. I know I understand soccer. Uh, I never did, didn't really have amazing cardio when I was younger or even now, but I understand how to play the game. These guys, my teammates, right. do not know how to play the game. It sucks. It's like, <laughs> it, 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 it's not even like you can teach them either because it's a lot of older older gentlemen and they they only listen so much. Um, and and they're like, you know what? Shut your mouth. Yeah, well, it's not even shut your mouth. It's just they don't they don't want to learn, right? I think some people right. hit a certain age and they just stop wanting to learn or improve. And <laughs> your brain just stops learning after a certain age. <laughs> I, I guess, right? Cap. I don't know. It's uh, but essentially, it's like these guys just don't want to play the game. It sucks, right? right? right, right. But um, would you would you try to? Well, I mean, like you said, you want to play better. People obviously makes you better. I think that counts for everything in life. Mm-hmm. But would you try to would you try to look for better people to play soccer with you think like are you interested in that or you're just like probably eh. next year yeah or i might do indoors yeah indoor this year and have like better teammates because i do still want to play soccer but i don't want to again this also makes it even more annoying the games are in brampton and i'm in oakville so oh, i have yeah. to drive like right. 40, <laughs> yeah. i have to drive like 40 minutes <laughs> each way so basically ends up being an hour and 20 or whatever or hour and 10 minutes yeah just to you know get to play some soccer play some soccer with people who don't know to play the game and that's like yeah but but the the worst part of it all is i wouldn't even mind if we could get a full team most of the time we can't even get a full team most (laughs) of the time we get like nine people ten people and it's like the other team has a full team plus like four subs how are we possibly gonna be able to (laughs) compete you know it's it doesn't make any sense yeah so i i'm kind of i'm kind of at the point now where any excuse i have to not go is i'm not gonna go uh nice is there anything else you're gonna do bro i remember you used to do a lot of freaking rock climbing uh, i i didn't do i so picking up rock climbing uh about five months ago Uh, i was about five months ago it's what I don't know, man. I just remember. Yeah, about about five months ago. It was about five months ago. I was picking it back up, Um, but I, I don't know what happened. Didn't even didn't even come from rock climbing. But at the time, I injured or like I tweaked my wrist, and I think it was because I was focusing focusing a lot on pulling 
motions, like pull-ups and stuff like that, obviously because that's pretty inherent to climbing. But I was neglecting a lot of the pushing that's associated with climbing as well. Um, and so I think I, I strained it because when I would flex my 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 wrist or I put pressure on it, kind of like in a pushing motion, um, the yeah. top part of it where my wrist meets my hand would kind of like it would, it would it was tweaked there right so i had to take time right. off that and uh i tried a lot of things to rehab it the only thing that really ended up helping me was doing like specific wrist exercises but uh also doing like dumbbell press dumbbell press uh my dad or we recently got my dad uh like adjustable dumbbells and a bench uh but he, yeah, he doesn't yeah. really use it anymore <laughs> so i just used it and i just I you know three four times a week I would just rip sets of, of dumbbell press pretty heavy I, th- I would just go to the max which was uh, fifty two and a half and I would just do as many as I can for sets of like three I'd obviously work up to it but that helped a lot and I think mostly just because it was kind of strengthening my forearm for that kind of exercise right, right. so yeah physiotherapy advice yeah no i mean i i I, ladies and gentlemen i'm not the kind of person who wants to sit back and be like i'm injured you know i always try to find ways to work around it (laughs) you know you know about that um this guy right here last year uh he wanted to run with me and he got hurt once and uh bro he took like a year and a half off from running in general and um so i'm like i'm challenging him that just sounds like he doesn't want to run yeah no (laughs) that's just some that's just some weakness shit right there but like uh i was like you know what like man you're you're you've gone to the gym for a full year at that time he hasn't even worked out yet. it was covid so there was no gym yeah but like i mean like in in a sense like you've never really worked out at a gym before right 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 and so now he has a full year under his belt. Squats, deadlifts, bench press, pull-ups, everything you think of. Full body is basically completely different than what it was two years ago. And I'm like, hey, like, you know, let's let's start running again. Let's let's do a race to have a goal. And he goes, sure, sure, sure. And then when the day comes to sign up, he goes, no, man, I, I don't think, no, no, no. <laughs> no I, I, when I was, th- I never said no. When was this? Well, we were sitting in Elvin's oh, okay. uh, kitchen, no, and me and me Elvin were like, "Not motivated." Just, I was like, "Yo, you guys, like, just don't why be are a little running? bitch. Why are we That's running?" Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's fine now. Uh, we're we're fine now. By he's, the way, he's uh, he's going pretty well now. Like, it's uh, it's fine so, now. So today we just both of us we we signed up woke for, up and chose violence. Like, yeah, like, we did. Yeah. Um. So he he signed up for the Niagara Falls half marathon in October. Yeah. So I'll be I'll I'll be doing that with you. You're, you're will. screwed in Yeah. You're screwed. Thank you. Wow. Thank you for the motivational. That's words. the belief. There was another one too. We signed up for a 10k. Oh. We did. We signed up for a 10k. But hear this. So it's a it's a Michelob Ultra. Um, it's called Ultra Night Run. So it's in Toronto, um, in the just distillery district. You run 10k and they give you a head torch at like 9 p.m. We're doing it for the headline. And the whole That's time, it. it's like everything's illuminated at night. So there's like a pace bike in front of you. You run the 10K, they give you some food, they give you beer afterwards. So I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Kinda, that, no, that's <laughs> kind of nice, dude, especially since it'll be cooler at night. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's, that's, yeah. That's cool. I, I, I thought yeah. of that. So, yeah. I, uh, I mean, you run a decent bit in soccer right now. Yeah, yeah Mateo, why don't you come like with you, us? You, like you say, you're, you say, like you know, I'm still working my cardio, my cardio my shit. Cardio but is. the reality is, like, if you, if you place <laughs> yourself next to somebody who doesn't play soccer, I really doubt. 
Uh, Taylor's got some legs, bro. I mean, I mean the, the, obviously, fix. yeah, if you go from somebody who does it once a week to somebody who does nothing and probably doesn't do any other exercise, of course they're going to be bad. But uh, it's more so from what I know I should have, like, in terms of level of cardio that I'm referring to instead of, like, my actual cardio. My actual cardio is, you know, for the most part, not too bad. But it's... From, to what it should be. I should be able to run the entire game and not be that gassed, but that's not the case, right? And so, uh, I don't know. I, I personally don't like running at all. Uh, I like... Didn't you say you did, though? I swear you said that you did at one point. No, no, no. no. I, I I feel like I, I, did, I, did, oh. I did a lot of jump rope. Um, right. A lot of jump rope, jump rope yeah. during quarantine because uh, there was no gym. I was in, at the time... Um, this was around fall of 2020. Uh, I was at my apartment and thankfully I was on the bottom floor so I could jump rope in the apartment and it was like pretty cold because it was like mid fall or whatever. <laughs> and, right. and I'm so in my mind, I'm like, I might as well jump rope. No one else was with me at the time too. It was the only person in my four room apartment who was there. So I, I'd go to work and that's the other thing too is working part time two to three days a week. And so I'd, I'd go into to the office, work, come home, jump rope, uh, and just hang out and do whatever. And then the next day or whatever would be like classes online. And so, yeah, no, jump rope was awesome. Right. You ever uh, you ever see those weighted ropes? Yeah. Like there's like um, there's like a six pound weighted rope, and I'm like, you literally take someone's head off. Bro, that would hurt. That would that does hurt a lot, but you hurt like, your ankles. Yeah. Imagine messing up. That, yeah, dude. That that that's that. I don't know. I don't mess with those. That I feel like that would mess. You get freaking whiplash. It would mess with your rhythm, right? A lot of this, jump rope's a lot of like rhythm, and I feel like if you have a heavy rope, you can't really get a good rhythm. It kind of just it's clunky, right? Even no matter how how it, strong. It's you like are. a. It's like a, what do you call it? Um, it's like centered in the center, so it's almost like if you think about it the middle part has the weight yeah. generally and it's not spread across. Yeah, yeah. So what oh. people do in CrossFit is that they'll do like a interval training with it because just to swing it over consistently, like you're all, it's almost like using momentum to just like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Again again. yeah. You have momentum. And mm-hmm. honestly, at that point I'd rather just get more efficient at like a normal jump rope. In my opinion, like get a speed rope mm-hmm. or something. Bro, I don't have a coordination. Hmm? I can't you build the coordination you well enough you build the coordination well you, trust you, me i oh i remember we did jump rope once okay that was a really long time ago yeah we, we did I, I, I'm not it was in my now, driveway was really not he came then. to my house and did jump rope and you know i've been doing like, it was like middle of the summer it was I, hot. I was like conditioning myself for heat because i was doing like, i was training for a couple races so i had to be able to just like retain water and get used yeah. to it but like I think that day it was specifically like thirty one, thirty two, yeah, blistering bro, sun hot. at two p.m. He came over. He's like, "I'm like, do you want to join me for this? We're doing like a thirty minute situation," and he does. And I think fifteen minutes in, I think you were telling me like, "Man, I'm like seeing doubles." Right <laughs> and I go like, "I'm practicing oh, the move. what?" <laughs> and uh, and he's like, "Man, like I'm like drink water." He's like, he sits down. He's like, "Whoa, I feel dizzy." I'm like, "You probably have heat stroke." <laughs> oh, no. So he takes his shirt off. And I pour water down his neck, and he's like, within like ten minutes in a fetal position on the ground, he's like, "I'm feeling better, man." Oh. Like, okay, all right. Yeah, I think I just died on your driveway for a few minutes. It was pretty funny. I mean, now I've now now I'd be fine if you made me do that. Yeah, I would be fine now. But that that was a different time, you know. 
That's that's um, yeah. That, I I. Uh, that's why cardio is so difficult. I I mean I get a lot of that's probably in cardio is OP, bro. How much can you bench? Doesn't matter. What's your resting? What's heart your rate, resting fam? heart rate exactly? <laughs> yeah. What's your resting heart rate, fam? Nah, dude. I I find I'm I feel the best though when I get some type of cardio in. I need to get either it's you know like a moderate speed for 20 minutes to 30 minutes a day on a, on a bike or jump rope every day but i have to do some type of cardio um because i find that it's i don't know i, I don't i'm not myself otherwise even if i'm listening slow weights, runs man op runs are good slow runs. slow runs are good but uh i don't know i just find it boring i'd rather get shit over I'd, I'd rather do fair enough I'd, <laughs> get it over. I, i'd rather do over. 15 20 minutes of hit than, I, than doing an hour what about a bicycle what about a bike? Like, I have a stationary bike that I do hit on. Right. Or what about an outdoor bike? Mm, outdoor bike is not as, it's not as, uh, what's the word? As, it's not as consistent. I don't think anybody thinks, it's not as consistent. Nobody thinks a Canadian tire bike is a fun experience no. when you're okay, fine. Yeah. doing fair a enough. down yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Bike, biking, fine. Does, uh, like, it only, like, biking's fun, but yeah, like, the experience of biking, even in Canada, too, where where we are as well, it's, like, super windy. I don't know. It's not fun, man. It's never... It, I, every time I bike, I have this idea of, like, oh, man, it's going to be like this, and it's going to be awesome. And then I actually bike, and I'm like, this fucking sucks. Why the hell is it so windy? <laughs> the sun's in my eyes. <laughs> fucking human uh, <laughs> shit. I almost got hit. Like, I almost got yeah. hit. Some dumbass kid who doesn't know how to drive. It's, you know, like, ah, it's just not fun, man. Bro, the amount of like literally like okay, but when I when I started like actually riding a bike, like the like so you know how people like move over to overtake bikes? Yeah. Bro, I, I have now officially just started going on the complete opposite side of the road. I don't gotcha. care. I don't gotcha. care. I will go to the other side of the road, stay there for like a solid thirty seconds to overtake you just because I know how it feels like. It's terrifying. It terrifying. Yeah, well just wait until you have a, a, a semi truck. Haven't semi-tra- you been haven't you been run off the road? I've been like two or three times. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, like when I was like putting peak mileage on, like it was like you're you're out there for like three, four hours and like on a long ass road. Yeah. And like you're just seeing traffic pick up and then you see like these like large tractor trailers that don't even slow down whatsoever oh, and no. they're not moving to the side. So what happens is the wind and the draft from the car starts sucking you behind them. So like as it passes you, it sucks you towards the the back of it. But then there's a car right behind them, so right. you can't. You have to like. You can't even. You have to bend there. your arm the opposite direction to like wrangle your handlebars to go the opposite direction. Yeah, that's direction. terrifying. Yeah. I can't. That's that's scary. And I mean, and our roads just suck. It's something yeah, it you just have to deal is, with. Man. Yeah, it is what it is. You can't think that hard about going on biking. Prep your stuff the day before, and then just, just. I just, just can't just imagine. Leave. Like nobody enjoys biking unless you're like either going fast or you look cool. I honestly, that's like the only two things. I think like if like you imagine you go to Canadian Tire and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna buy a mountain bike and then just like ride it for <laughs> six. Like what? You're gonna do it in those like little flower daisy looking helmet and then just like hell yeah, baby. Like come no, on, no, yeah, no. I want to try mountain bike. That'd be so, like legit mountain. I don't, I'm not talking Canadian Tire bike. I'm talking like a solid mountain bike. I was thinking about it for a I've while. I've seen too many fail videos of people just breaking their I know, shit. But you live, you learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know, man. Like, let's what? do skis first. Skis? Okay. Ski. Skiing is. I liked skiing. Skiing was good. But then after we skied, then I like realized like how dangerous it actually was, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Just right. But then that's I figured that out after. 
Yeah. So that's fine. Well, now, but you can but, still go fast. Yeah, yeah, I can still go fast. I had quite the need for speed the second time. Second time. You've only gone like two times. I've only gone two times, but I got it. You did way get it more the second time. time. First time I ran a, into a wall. Well, I mean, yeah, like a, you, you know on how the to rollerblade, <laughs> which is partially the technique there. Kind of. Kind of. Like you the kickoff, like kicking left and right. Yeah, but then somehow I forgot. Oh, whatever. It's not. Whatever. We'll figure it out when the snow comes back. Mateo, can you ski? Hmm? Can, I, can, can you ski? Oh, yeah. Are you like a snowboarder? No, I'm a, I'm Are you a weird? Skier. I've never. Okay. That was the one thing I never really did was like skateboard or, or snowboard or anything like that. Yeah, I never did that either. I, I just couldn't couldn't do it. Just wasn't on a board. I don't I don't get how people like. I've I've just tried to like hop on a skateboard and I just don't understand. I how, just how you stay yeah, on. Yeah, I just didn't want to. I just want to eat. Sh- the shit that you need to yeah. in order to learn like I, and it didn't come easy for me so i knew that it would have taken a lot of effort and i'm like i don't want to spend this time <laughs> you know falling on my ass repeatedly just to do something that right. i don't really care to do in the first place you know right yeah i i think s- snowboarding is supremely difficult in terms of coordination and just like relaxing your body because like heel edge and toe edge is like you're not actually on the snow like you're riding an angle um, and that it's that angle. It's it's almost like if you're like doing like speed skating or like speed rollerblading around like a track right. or something. Like yeah, yeah. you're barely making contact, and that angle, like you lean a little bit more, you're falling over. Right. Like that's basically what you're doing on heel edge and toe edge. And so like that's why Elvin can't do it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> like, like, Ooh. That, does, Mateo, do you know Elvin? Yeah, he knows Elvin. Yeah, you know Elvin. Yeah, because that's why Elvin after f- three four years still can't snowboard like he's like it it, it reminds me of someone who just started learning it's just because like (laughs) every time like he doesn't even know how to penny board well like he'll like (laughs) he'll do it and he'll like try to act cool but that's the worst part because like he'll kick and you know how you're supposed to put your feet like parallel to the direction you're going so you can lean forward and back on a penny board he puts both his feet straight ahead hell yeah so he'll just like (laughs) <laughs> so, 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 He's like, so he leans left and he turns left and turns right based off the width of his feet leaning one direction or the other but obviously if you're trying to do that you can't make a big turn because you just don't have that force to push down and so he yeah. uh, he has to he literally has to make like one of the biggest turns that he can on any street i like that you've been watching his feet on a penny board. no it's just it's just so bad right I just don't know why he I've never seen skiing. him do it, so I don't. I can't tell you, but oh man, but I believe you. Horrible. That sounds like Elvin. Horrible. Right. Ugh. <laughs> that does not sound. We like have multiple Elvin. witnesses. Sorry, Elvin. Oh God. Oh yeah. I mean, it is. It is what it is. He's maybe he'll get better, but he's he he'll never like commit. Yeah, I mean, okay, but, like, okay, so committing to something also takes, like, a lot of, it's a lot of effort, man. Like, realistically. And some cash when it comes, okay, yeah, realistically. But, like, let's say, like, even, even committing for, like, I don't know, you could say, like, like, racing something or whatever, or you just have to know that, like, okay, I can't, like, I need to, like, this hour or two hours of my life is just always blocked off. Yeah. Because I gotta, sorry, I gotta get up and grind. Yep. You know what I mean? Rise and shine. Or even if you were like on like a soccer team, right? Like I, I guess that's how it feels to be an athlete. I never thought about that way. <laughs> it's all coming to me now. Yeah, like you just you just missing part of your life. 
you know, like it's it's just, it's just the thing. It's like every goal you set, like there's always going to be another there's goal. Always a better after. goal. But yeah. the thing about a commitment is that it's like it's always an opportunity cost. Every right. single one is the, is is an opportunity cost because you are prioritizing something and putting your time, commitment, energy to do it better than everybody else, or at least you hope so. And in doing so, you get to see where your actual brain lies. Like, what are you spending your actual time on? What are you sacrificing? What is important and what is not important? And what do you get out of those experiences? Because the only reason why you're blocking off time and essentially that opportunity cost was worth more than, to you than other things is because you see the experiences are more affecting you, you on a personal level more than other things. Like you get more out of it. You know what? You know what's weird? Okay, so before we started recording this episode, I was listening to something, and it's like, out of working and spending time with friends, do you have anything else going on with your life besides that? Besides work and besides hanging out with your friends, is there anything else that you do that's just like always there? Always? I mean, mostly. You, like there. you try like, to. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, like for us, for example, right now, it's. You have to run, like Train. that's yes. training. Yes. But I mean, like, I wonder what, how, what percentage of people have something like that going on? Because I mean, if you didn't have something like that going on, then all you're doing is just like, oh, how many sitting people at home and are at the gym in the morning at five? Well, I, I. So then, like, let me extend this question. What to did you. people do before the internet, bro? <laughs> uh, no idea. But I guess, like, let me extend you this question. Since you see your dad being a role model in terms of the consistency and the dedication that he's put in for the, the years of his life to training, to building muscle, to having an understanding of regimen. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there's more to that and maybe even in, in terms of diet, understanding. Uh, maybe it's more than aesthetics. It's more into terms of strength. And, you know, everybody who builds muscle goes to the gym has a different goal but what do you see i guess like how has that rubbed off on you in terms of the goals that you're currently setting right now because i think like it's one thing where you have a, a mentor a father figure in your life that has done all of these things but it's another thing where you're living your own life like do you see yourself being a reflection of their persistence and like being almost like an echo of them or do you see more so i use their energy and translate it into a completely different direction uh it's a very good question can you summarize that a bit because yeah, that, that was intense. pretty sorry <laughs> that was that was a really um dense bro like do you do you see yourself trying to chase after the consistency and perseverance that your dad has put up as a mentor or do you see being like you know what he does his thing and i appreciate that but i have my own direction and i'm not necessarily like that and i kind of use that energy in another direction. uh hmm. i mean i don't i don't try to chase it i just use it as kind of a, a metric to weigh my own abilities at if that makes any sense so it's not something that I'm actively going, oh, I need to reach this, I need to reach this. It's more so just kind of like a bar that's there that uh, I can weigh my own achievements against. Um, because it's something that I'm more intimate with because obviously I've grown up with my dad over, over the years, right? Now that, that doesn't just directly relate to consistency, but his entire, you know, uh, work ethic in the gym and outside the gym, right? 
Um, but basically, I have my own goals in terms of things that I want to achieve. Uh, and I doubt my dad would share any of those other than the idea of just exercising is, you know, daily pretty much is the only thing we probably share. Like in my mind, I don't think my dad ever, ever had the goal of doing 40 kilogram weighted pull up, which is something I, I, I want to do. You know what I mean? Right now I'm up, I'm up to around 20 kilograms for two pull-ups and I don't think my dad has any reason in his mind or ever did to have that as a goal but that's something I want to do right um because I really like to pull up and I really enjoy uh seeing myself improve in it right uh the other thing would be like last summer I was doing a lot of squatting uh and my dad was more of a bodybuilding perspective whereas I was in more of a uh strength but also mobility kind of perspective my dad as far as i know has not had that good of mobility in at least compared to to me like i can put my hands i can stand like uh i'm standing and i can put my hands on the floor with straight legs like i don't think my dad's ever been able to do that and that's something like mobility and yoga is another thing that i put time into right um so really to answer your question is at the end of the day, I'm not striving to necessarily reach what he did, but I do use it as some type of comparison for my own uh, for my own exercise journey. Right, it's not the same goals, but it's the same kind ethic. of. Again, I'm not like striving to reach his ethic. I'm just kind of comparing and seeing how you know, maybe using it as motivation or using it as, like, you know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just trying to see, okay, am I doing enough? If that makes any sense. Um, right. But yeah. No, it's not like I'm like, I need to do this because my dad did it. It's like, I just use it as external, you know, motivation. Yeah. Yeah. It's always different when it's like you're, if it's like somebody you know personally too, right? Because I mean, realistically, like let's let's look at it this way: if I was comparing myself to to Jacob, and like let's talk about like what? Hello. <laughs> okay, let's talk about like uh, it's, uh, when did you run? Oh, you when did you guys run that first half marathon? That was, wasn't in like high school, right? No. After no, that was year? um first year, second year, second year. Okay, so, so let's 20, say second year. Okay. 20. If I. 2019 right but like if just because like i knew you ran that half marathon i wasn't like shit i have to run this too i was just like okay good for you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah when you're closer when you're closer to people that have like have these kinds of big accomplishments you're not just like oh i want to do that too no it's not like you do that you your your thought process is different it's like okay well it's good for them good Mm -hmm. for you it's not like shit i need to do that Mm -hmm. it's good for you it's not a it's not a it's not an envy or a jealousy. It's like a damn. Well, it's like, um, I think like I, I, I relate to that sentiment in some ways, except I, I would also say that it's like if I have people that are close to me or like people who I know personally, then I'm like, they, they do something out of their comfort zone that what I consider to be very difficult and they get it done and lights a, a fire under my ass. And I'm like, <laughs> If they can do it, I can do it. Right. And it's not necessarily like I want to be better than them, but maybe that's part of but it. But just, also I think it just comes from the fact that like, it's like 
like I just keep chasing. You just keep chasing. Yeah. yeah. And you you keep moving your goalpost. I mean, like you're always shooting for a goalpost, but like every time you get close, the ball gets close. You're moving the goalpost a little bit further. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's your, obsessive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of your goals and stuff will also come from just generally what you're exposed to, right? Like, sure, if we say one of my goals is running a half marathon, but that's only because I know how half marathons and running works. Have you had been interested in like, I don't freaking chess, chess? Yeah, and I would have then I would have probably been like, oh, you know, I'm like, I just want to annihilate in chess. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of influences for goals also just come around people that are around you. It's not just like, you can't just hop on Google and be like, yo, what is my goal? Your your interests and who you are, I think there was a saying that say, you are the accumulation of the five closest people around you. Right. So who you surround yourself with, like, although you think yourself is a very intelligent human, if the five closest people that are always around you at all times is dumb as shit, I mean, like, sorry, man, like... Yeah. You're maybe not as intelligent as you <laughs> believe you are. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of merit to that, too. I feel like I've seen that in just, like, in real life. Like, I've met people where I'm like, yo, like, you are decent, but decent. the other people you hang out with aren't that decent. But you could have been better if you weren't with them. But it also puts up a perspective that adds, like, like, do they see themselves? right. right at that level like a lower level because of the fact that they, they're like it's, is it an inherent self-esteem issue or is it just so like you know they don't know how to make friends right but then yeah then the next point is well okay crap if i leave that roster if i if i ditch those four then do how do i get yeah how do who do i have so that's just like that's a just so that's just a purely social thing. I, so you're just stuck with I was going to say, I don't know, I was thinking about how uh, a lot of people like to surround themselves with others who share the same goals as them. But for me, I don't necessarily do that. I more so uh, spend my time with people who I have fun with but aren't too degenerate. Uh, Because at the end of the day, uh, day, I I need to be able to, I, I should have the discipline to work or uh, achieve my goals without the need to be around others who share said goals. I think a lot of people put too much onus on their right. friends instead of looking internally and being like, no, 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 no. That's not the issue. Yeah. My friends are the issue. It's me who's the issue. Now, obviously, if you have friends who right. like are constantly somehow getting in the way of your goals, then yeah, of course, you should not hang out with them. But that's like... Less than one percent of people, right? In my opinion, at least this is me bullshitting. But I, I really yeah. doubt yeah. your yeah. buddies are stopping you from going to the gym six days a week. You know what I mean? Like, or stopping you from practicing. They are. They keep yeah. up to. Oh, no, you know what I mean? Like, kidding. they're stopping you from practicing art every day. Like, I highly doubt that that's you know something that's actually an issue. Um, yeah. Now you could argue potentially that they maybe demotivate you depending on their own habits. Or don't understand, or don't understand even, like, which also to a degree could be demotivating. But at the end of the day, I, at least for myself now, I look at those goals as things that I know I want to do. And so I don't care what you think. I might have cared five, six years ago, but at this yeah. point in time, I'm going to do things I want to do regardless of what you, what you think about them. Um, like, I bet a lot Fair. of people would be like, why the fuck are you doing weighted pull-ups? It's stupid. You should just do you should just do a 5x5 <laughs> five five strength program, blah, 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 blah. 
And in my mind, I don't, I don't care. I want to do this. This is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. And I find my, over the years, I always tried to do certain things that I know were more optimal in terms of overall health and overall strength potentially, but I didn't enjoy it that much. I didn't find it enjoyable. I like it wasn't something I wanted to do. So I decided to right. keep it simple. And the only things I do every week are, at least right now, are weighted pull-ups, uh, dumbbell press. And these are all variations of those. So, like, I'll do, you know, chin-ups, pull-ups, you know. Yeah, yeah. Medi- like, mid- like a, a neutral grip pull-up, or I'll do incline bench, flat bench, decline bench. Uh, and then yoga, and then some type of cardio. Um, right now, it's soccer and some running, but I want to do skipping again or jump rope because it's nice. And the only thing, two things I really want to add into that is squatting and deadlifting. If I can add those those back right. in, uh, like I was doing last summer, I think those will round me up pretty well. And after that, I can add in anything else if I really need to. But I personally find that uh, if I do all of those and yoga, um, that helps. Like I don't find I have any issues. I get stronger, feel better. Um, but I do, I do say that the cardio and yoga are very important, especially yoga. Yoga is something that, uh, if I didn't do, I'd probably be much more broken. Right. So. <laughs> Damn. Yo- yoga. What about, what? I, <clears throat> okay. First of all, you don't stretch. You I, never I used, used to. to. You I never, never used, used to. to. This guy. We were at the gym, and I'm like, yo, Jacob, I'm going to roll out my legs because they hurt. And then, and then he went, what does that mean? And I'm like, bro, you literally. I'm, I was like, I was the I was the worst guy. Like, I would be like, I'd get cold legs out my door, bust out a 16, 18K run, come back, just sat, just sit there. Next day, rinse and repeat. Like, I, like it, it, would, it would blow your mind. It's just like you look at, like, for example, like strava it's like a tracking mm. app for fitness and uh you look at like oh shit like he and his couple buddies like cycle like 200 something kilometers to toronto and back but did i roll i don't i don't know what the fuck mm. rolling was and like i mean like and this I'm guy comes your over. legs aren't broken no bro. no I'm, I'm surprised i actually didn't pull anything either because to be honest with you like the more i read about it the more i'm like wow i really should be injured uh, right now. i really should thing, be injured. the thing is is that but, body um, adapts to what you give it uh at the end of the day uh if you warm up effectively and you you, you know eat properly sleep decently well and you're young that plays a huge role you, you'll be fine um the only reason why I like to do stretching and yoga and whatnot is because I sit a lot. Like, I sit a lot, a lot. And so I get very, right. very tight and, and short muscles uh, and stiff muscles that I need to actively engage and kind of rebuild that mind-muscle connection. Um, and... I also like to do a lot of more higher intensity things and I find that if I don't have something to kind of keep me in balance, I can't do those as consistently as I wanted to. Like rewind to 2018 or so or 2017, actually 2018 summer, um, I used to bike to and from work, which was 30 minutes both ways, so an hour a day, come home, do push-ups and pull-ups like pretty much almost every day. 
and also had a pretty laborious, like, blue-collar job. And I was fine for a while, but after time, I started getting, you know, a little bit of tendonitis. My, you know, some of my joints are a little bit annoyed mm. and whatnot. And it's because I would do a lot of rigorous, high, you know, high-intensity or just stressful things on my body, but I didn't have anything to kind of get me to relax. And that's what I find yoga really helps me is it helps me relax, helps build the mind-body, helps you to remember to breathe. Breathing is also another thing that I think a lot of people take for granted. Um, and couple all that together really, really helped me able to continue the habits or the activities that I like to do on like a weekly basis. That's true. Unless, yeah. you're, unless you're a fish outside of water. You don't like to breathe there. That was so uncalled for. <clears throat> why? Why? Okay, one thing you did say, though, was... Um, establishing your mind muscle mm. connection now here's the thing I've, I've had a lot of conversation with some of my friends and um some of them are really like you know they're like this is bro science and then the other half is like there's a science to it where you're thinking about that muscle you're tapping into it you're focusing on engaging it and it it creates more essential like fiber contractions and therefore does more for your workout than just simply not thinking yeah. about it or just simply doing the right form what's your take uh, on that i'm most positive it's not bro, bro science i think there's no no like you can think like you're doing a lap pull down right like you're you're like good form and like instead of just pulling it you're like thinking you're like that lat i'm trying to engage that part well of my how i, how I look lat. at it is like if think about the fibers well, expanding how i look at it is if you're doing a pretty heavy uh activity in terms of lifting you need to have certain cues and feelings in order to uh actually pull at your full capacity or push at your full capacity because if you're how i look at it is if you're not thinking about that those muscle contractions or anything like that how can you truly be certain that you are fully engaging it to its capacity right you have no way of knowing whether or not that that is actually occurring or not right also i I wanted to say before i bet you i could find like countless articles talking about how mind muscle connection is important in some way or another um but but speaking probably anecdotally uh i've done taekwondo i did taekwondo for about 10 years i'm first degree black belt in taekwondo Mm. um done sports done sports my whole life uh, nice. and I think I have a pretty good mind muscle connection for a lot of things. Like a lot of people I know can't flex their pecs like willy nilly, willy nilly or just any muscle in general. I can do that for any muscle in my body. Like I can pretty much any, any, except for like maybe like face muscles cause I don't train those, but any muscle that I've trained in some way or another, I can, I can twitch in some way or another and I, I can feel that muscle like that. You know what I mean? Whereas most people me and Jacob both sitting right here trying to. Can, as you're pecs. talking, can, we are can you or can you? Can you? Yeah, I yeah. can do it. I can do it. I, I I can. My left side engages much better. See, than mine, right mine's about the same. It all, it all just depends on how my how I'm sitting or standing. But essentially, it's the only thing that's probably a little bit reduced for me in comparison from left to right is my left glute versus my right glute. My left glute's not that good. Mm. Where my right glute's a lot better. And I think that just comes from uh, an injury I had about four years ago. 
and I, I, I had like a back injury. And so I kind of changed, like, you know, I kind of compensated until I got that fixed. Uh, and so even still now mm. I have kind of an imbalance a little bit where my hamstring is a little bit tight and takes a little bit more of the, the load than my glute does. But anyways, I personally think that my muscle connection is important. Um, I don't, I, it's a thing. It's a thing. I, boys I, and girls. I'd say so. I mean, again, I, almost, I, I would be very, very surprised to not be able to find at least some articles or journals rather, uh, professional journals that talk that, you know, I would be surprised if I couldn't find articles that talk about that and how it's important in some way right. or another. Damn. Yeah. This has been a very uh, intellectual episode. I've learned about uh, how bro science not existing. I've learned. Oh, bro science. Bro science is I've bro learned. science, but I'm talking on the vein of mind muscle connection. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I also want to say is. I speak the truth. Another thing, too, is that um, the reason why I feel like mind muscle connection is important is because uh, your mind in particular. Uh, is usually what gives out first. Um, and I'm going to give an example. Um, the Navy SEALs have yeah. something called the 40% rule, where, or 40% situation or something like that, where essentially when you think you're about to give out, like you think you're full exhaustion, that's actually only 40% of your total ability, meaning that you have 60% more capacity available for use. And so I feel like the the and the reason I bring that up is because the mind itself is so so powerful if used properly. But a lot of people don't know how to use their mind properly, or haven't been able to train it, or don't don't know what it's capable of, right? And so I really doubt that mind muscle connection isn't in some way important when you yourself can kind of tap into you know untapped resources and that can help boost your capabilities or boost your muscle strength or at least in potentially build more muscle fibers i feel like there's there, I, I again it's all anecdotal but i honestly would be very surprised if that doesn't play some type of role which is how powerful the mind is i usually mm. just shut my mind off bro i'm just like bro stop thinking i mean that's also doing. important too stop i think just there, the, there's uh going into the zone is really important too so i, I can see it, I wouldn't necessarily like focus unless you're going for hypertrophy. If you're going like strength, you shouldn't be necessarily thinking about it as if you're like really focusing on it. You're thinking right. you're, you're going into, if you're doing something heavy, you're going to something already knowing what you're doing. You have specific cues that are so built into you that yeah. you're going to be doing those. And it's almost, you're like in the zone, right? Whereas if you're doing something for like hypertrophy, you can, you can do the same, but you probably also want to also focus more on the actual contraction and really focus on the muscle and, you know, how like a bodybuilder would do it right fair it all depends on your goals yeah mm. true mm. i mean i mostly just especially while running i'm just like okay you can now turn off now and then I just keep running oh you turn off your mind my mind's just like yo you don't need mm. to you need to think anymore it's like 5 30 in the morning breaths. you don't need to do anything just keep going yeah mm. yeah i think we have very different approaches. i mean i i yeah you what you listen to your breaths i don't know at the end of the day it's all what you what you want to achieve yeah whatever, whatever works, works. For you go for it i'm whatever just saying works. that i don't know there's a lot of people who don't do their research on certain things yeah yeah i also think that if you were listening and there is nothing in your life besides friends 
or work find something I mean, else to do. I, 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 I mean, at do. the end of the day, I don't think it's bad to have only those two things. But I, I also believe there should be some other activity that you try to at least improve in or spend your time in. Uh, I think life... Yeah, something that can, you yeah. can build, right? Life's like, too short to spend it... Uh, I don't know. It's really too short to just kind of mindlessly go It's always it. good to be interesting yeah. at something. To have something interesting. Like, if somebody asked me, like, what do you do? And I'm just be like, well... Uh, if I just said, well, I work and I hang out with the boys, that doesn't... That doesn't... Mm. That doesn't work. <clears throat> that doesn't make me an interesting person. It only goes so you far, You know what I mean? Yeah. So... You can only go so far with that. So I feel like, you know, if you're listening and there's nothing that is there, start looking at this stuff. Just, just you know, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be. I mean, I, it, I think it really just, I think it really it just to extends to, um, you should be trying your best to become the best version of yourself, right? And so that doesn't necessarily mean you need to go to the gym, start lifting weights or anything. It just means that whatever you in your mind truly believes to be, you know, what your best version of yourself is, you should try to strive to become that, right? For a lot of people, that means not exercising at all and focusing on their crafts or whatever, right? But the whole the whole, the whole point yeah, is you, yeah. you should hopefully have something that you care to work on that you can, you know, pretty much endlessly improve on to the point where, you know, you can f- continuously yeah. fulfill yourself in that regard. 100%. Something that you can kind of... Yeah, essentially. To, but, you know, you're only committing to it through yourself. There's no, like, you know, you're not being forced. It's just you saying that, yes, I would exactly. like to do this. It's a good sense of becoming interesting and disciplined and whatnot. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> I learned a yeah. lot about um, course codes at Brock today. Yeah, you yes, did. Yes, I did. I oh, heard, yeah. I heard, I I heard didn't realize. half the suites of uh, McMaster first year Eng courses, and then <laughs> went into Brock. So I'm fully fledged Brock yeah, ready to go, at this man. point. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. You're ready to apply. Well, it's uh, so I. It's been an it's hour all, and thirty five. Yeah, minutes. an hour and thirty five minutes somehow. Yeah. As always, time flies. Time, time flies. I don't you know always start saying that when you're into it. Reason, time flies. Because I feel like, yeah, because I feel like you want to say times flies, but it's what? just time, like you accidentally pluralize time. He's a, he's a lisp. Okay. I don't. Ha- okay. He's a lisp. I don't even think it's a lisp. I think it's. Say that again. Time, time flies. flies. I just personally think, for whatever reason, you want to pluralize, like, make time plural, plur- pluralize it, it right? And uh, which makes it times, but it's really just time flies. I, I think that's literally what it is because I've seen you do that before, and, and and it always seems like you get caught up on the time. That's you always get caught up on the, the word time. Hmm. Well, well, imagine well, getting a list of just all the random <laughs> that you do. Yeah, <laughs> just like someone hands you a list, like, "Hey, bro, you pronounce this wrong." You don't make your sheets in the morning. <laughs> like you're, you're just a lazy piece and of crap. Like just, just imagine flies, friends. That'd be so terrifying. But I'd be here. I'd be. I would want. Would you want to see that? I would want to see my list. I think I'd, anyone I with a growth mindset or perspective would want to see it. Yeah, I, I, remember, see it. I, I remember. I remember when I was in uh, what was it grade twelve, grade eleven? I think at the time there I was working this with this one guy. Yeah. And uh, we would just we would talk to each other, and because one day it came up like, 
about insecurities or something. I forget exactly the conversation. But we essentially agreed on uh, basically telling each other whenever we felt like the other person should know that they're doing something that isn't necessarily good. And by good, we mean like it's an annoying habit or it's disgusting or whatever, right? It could even be something like pretty benign for the most part, but could potentially lead down to something worse in the future, right? That's that's the homework for this episode. Enter your friend's group chat and then just say one thing about each person that they're just really like they're really annoying with it or they just do wrong. <laughs> that's the homework for this episode. All right. Um on that note, do your homework. And uh Mateo, thank you very much for joining. I know this was we took like 2 weeks in the making for this yeah. episode to happen. Thank you Mateo, I, I love you. Thanks, the stars did align. Thanks for having me. It was, we do it was love fun you. talking. Um, yeah, this was good. Um yeah, uh thank you guys for listening. Uh we love you. We hope this episode sounded better than normal. <laughs> also, when you're doing your pull-ups, guys, think about those lat fibers okay there we go that's the key to success really all all you want to focus on is having scapular retraction and basically pulling through your elbows and if you do those two things think of that word scapular retraction there's a bunch bunch that goes into it a lot of people like to cross their legs you shouldn't do that you should have your legs probably you should honestly have your 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 knees (laughs) touching you should have scapular retraction you should have uh you should pull through with the elbows you should try to Try to, well, I've work. looked into it a lot. I'm giving a brief rundown. You should try to pull all the way through so basically your, your chest is touching. <laughs> There's a lot you should do. But really, a lot of people, like you should almost be like looking up, right? Your chest should be up. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of the people's mm-hmm. chest is going down. Like it's in almost, right? Because they're, they're, they're... Right. Hit up Mateo's YouTube channel for a full tutorial. Well... Do you want to call out any <clears throat> socials, Mateo, no, to our audience? I'd rather not. Have <laughs> okay. That's great. Okay, fair enough. All right, sir. Thank you so much thank for coming on much. to Spinning Hamsters. And Dude, we didn't uh, even say the name of the episode at the beginning. Anyways, this is Spinning Hamsters. We're out. Goodbye.